I like to say hello and welcome you. Good day, that is my name. Come here and sit down. I'm so glad you even really truly came. We can even go and take a walk or something. It was more like radio improv comedy. We would hit record on my boombox. Mm-hmm. And then we would just do a radio show that we were making up as we did it and like, you know, calling each other different names and like, like wolf dog. Yeah. Like dog wolf dog. dog and sheep dog. <laughs> I think, I think you said cheap dog. I, I wish I had, it would have been a more creative name than <laughs> sheep dog. I was like, I was like sheep dog. Wait, that's an actual thing. That's just a real dog. Yeah. But, um, so we would just, we would, you know, we'd be going and then one of us would be like, all right, and now our next song is, and we'd make up a title and an artist name and then the other person had to do it. That's like, uh, whose line is it anyway? Right. Yeah, but we were just doing it in my room. <laughs> that sounds all, just just for you guys. Yeah. Were you recording it or was it just yeah, like- Yeah, I would record it. Oh, that's pretty And cool. then I would play it back and like, I remember being like super embarrassed when we were listening to it and then my mom laughing at it and stuff and I was like, wait, mom, why are you laughing? And she was like, it's funny. And I'm like, but why? Do you, you still mean? have these recordings? No, I doubt it. Yeah, probably not. It was pretty great. I remember one of them was like, he was like, all right, and now with I died from constipation, <laughs> <laughs> here's so-and-so, and I had to make up a song about dying from constipation. And I did it. Sounds really good. And I actually, in my mind, I was thinking the song was called I Died and the band was called Constipation. Mm. Because... Band names and song titles are really confusing. Yeah. Like, especially because I work at, um, we're recording now. It's okay. just, this is the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I work at a store where I have to shelve CDs, mm-hmm. and CDs don't tell you what kind of CDs they are, like what genre they're in. Oh. Or, and sometimes you don't even know the band or, or the album name, because mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, Fishbowl by Bullfish. And you're like, yeah. well, <laughs> that means nothing to yeah. me. And there's no buy in there. It's just fishbowl, bullfish. Oh, yeah. Like, which one is the, yeah. Or it's like, uh, Green Grove, packing. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) These aren't even things. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. All right. uh, Welcome to Cast Party. I'm Brennan. I'm Dave. And this is a freewheeling pop culture podcast. And that's what that is. Yeah. That's what we did. We did it. All right. Thanks for tuning in. (laughs) Bye. Um, <laughs> today we're going to talk about the Oscars, Dave. Yay! Our national nightmare is finally over. Yep. Um, I was very excited about the Oscars, and then I remembered that it's a four-hour telecast. Yeah. Yeah, It. I used to be that way. I used to get excited every year, and then every year be reminded that it wasn't actually very good. No, it never is. No. That's the thing. It's fun to talk about the stats. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Yeah. It's it's gotten decidedly less fun more recently because there is such a divide between movies that people watch and what is in the Oscars. Oh, for sure. Like it's it's so rare that a movie does really well in the Oscars and it's also a movie that did really well at the box office. Yeah, I mean, well cuz that's happening less and less too. It's mostly just Disney properties. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's uh, fun. But did you watch all of them or most yeah, of them? Yeah, we watched all year? of it. It's a big deal in my family. And my, oh, okay, cool. My mom came down um, with her with her new man, Charles, Ooh. and they stayed with us. And Does he look anything like, uh, I'm trying to think of one of her crushes, like Dick Van Dyke or something? No. <laughs> um, no, but she brought it up. She was like, 
I guess uh, Charles, when he was young, had like very dark hair and blue uh-huh. eyes. And my mom was talking about some actor that had, but blue eyes tend to be a theme. Oh. She liked blue eyes. Okay. I think I think all of the old men that I've mentioned, Richard Dreyfus, uh, Christopher Plummer, I think they're all blue eyed gentlemen. Okay. So I think that's a thing. Um, and my stepdad had blue eyes. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, so that we were all here and we crowded around this here TV and we ordered Thai food and the Thai food, uh, we ordered at 650 and the Thai food got here after nine. Oh my God. Yeah. So the Oscars were already over. Yeah. The Oscars were over and, uh, I was, by that point I was really like stressed out and not happy. So I didn't enjoy several oh. hours of the Oscars because of that. Okay. I mean, uh, I, I didn't enjoy several hours of the Oscars because they were several hours of the Oscars. Yeah. But that's not yeah. a. I'm sorry. There's no. There's no quick fix for the Oscars. Everybody, like everybody, every year, it's like, oh, they should do this, and it's like, well, then it's not the Oscars. Yeah, I mean, like the reason you watch it is because it's. It's like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, going to the Christmas pageant every year at the church. It's never mm-hmm. gonna be good. No, it's gonna be a bunch of kids stumbling around in yeah. angel wings. Yeah, but you go. Yeah, I. I just think the thing that got me this year was I went, hey, you guys, they're really moving fast. Like we uh, haven't had any of that, like just where it feels like they're just delaying. And then they came back from the next commercial break and I was like, oh, here we go. Here's a montage. And now here's a th- they I, f- I felt like there was one whole thing where no awards were given away. And it was just like, aren't celebrities great? <laughs> yeah. Like let's go across the street and shoot hot dogs at someone. Yeah. That was cute. Yeah. I always think those things are cute, but it's, I, I don't know. I don't know what the purpose is other than for the host to be like, this is going to be, the mark I make, you know, I got to put my stamp on it. Yeah. And that's kind of Jimmy Kimmel's shtick is mm-hmm. kind of including the audience yeah, as like part of his whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I'd be kind of mad because I was if, like, if I was there trying to watch Wrinkle in Time yeah. and Army Hammer came in to shoot hot dogs at me. Uh, okay. No, that'd be fine. I'd um, be excited. I was pretty, ex- I would have been pretty excited to see all those people, even our Garf, Garf Clark. Whatever that guy's name is. Army Hammer? No. What? The one from Baby Driver. Oh, Ansel Elgort. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, like... all you have to do is get a bag of Scrabble tiles. Yeah. Take out all the vowels. Yeah. And just dump them out. I know. Argalic Ooglauk. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the thing is, I was wondering, like, if this is, I mean, these are hot, like LA people, so they probably do know the stars, but if yeah. you just take any like random selection of people and show them Lupita Nyong'o, I don't know yeah. if they're going to know her like by sight. Because yeah. her biggest role was as a CGI alien yeah. in Star Wars. Yes. And like. Are you saying that all of middle America didn't watch her in 12 Years a Slave? Yeah, I'm saying Joe Couch Potato is not going to be like, <sighs> oh, Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah. Um, well, and that's increasingly happening, I feel like in Hollywood is like that was a a bunch of big stars and yet all of them are like pretty niche. Yeah. It's like, what would someone know? It's like, there's the Lone Ranger. Yeah. There's the Lone, probably half, most people probably don't know their names. Yeah. Oh, there's Gal Gadot or whatever, however you say her name. I think it's just Gadot. Gadot. But I'm not, I'm not going to pretend it. Yeah. I've heard her name pronounced a bunch of different ways. Yeah, nobody knows. <laughs> um, well, I think every single one of those actors, no one knows how to say their names. That maybe that was the point. So oh, like, yeah, look even, how crazy the names are. <laughs> even poor Ansel and Gretel. Yeah, our Gurk Leak Luke. <laughs> you make him sound like an alien. <laughs> I can't say his name. I can't remember which syllables go where, so I just make them up. Gansel Helsing. <laughs> it's so weird. Anyway. Uh yeah. So 
Let's talk about the Oscars. Other than mm-hmm. I guess they were blah. Okay, yeah. Um, was there like an if you could give an MVP award to like any one presenter or a speech or like whatever? Is there something that like sticks out in your mind? Because like, I mean, the thing that stuck stuck. Uh huh. That's the word. Stuck stuck out the most was the uh, Tiffany Haddish and Mia Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. Yeah, that was rough. That was a rough little couple of names there for me. Um, yeah, that was really funny. My thing was that this thing where people were like, oh, Tiffany Haddish should have hosted the Oscars. I'm like, what have we seen her in to know that she has the range and ability to, like, she's very funny. Uh-huh. But to, like, hold down the fort yeah. for an entire four-hour telecast. It's a really hard job. And also, like, we have crowned her after one movie. Yeah, I mean, she's been working hard for a long time, but yeah. the general public only has just met her. Yeah, I I would guess that most people that have crowned her as like comedy queen have only seen her in Girls Trip. Yeah. I so, don't think anybody saw her in her other stuff. That's true. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, but it's it's kind of like when any new comic voice comes on the scene, we're like, oh my God, they're so great. Put them in everything. And then they're in everything and we go, okay, that's enough. And that's what happened to Rebel Wilson. Yep. Um, That is her name. Yeah, I always confuse her name with Rumor Willis, but um, Mm. I think I can separate them now. I get confused about uh, Wilson Phillips. So there's that. Okay. Actually, and Rebel Wilson was in a movie with Wilson Phillips and it was called Bridesmaids. Yes. Was Rebel Wilson in that movie? Yeah, she played Christian Wiig's roommate. That was like- Oh, that's right. The first thing where she had this really tiny role and people mm-hmm. were like, huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she's she's very funny in certain in a certain way. Yeah. And then and every you know, it's Jim Carrey was the biggest star in the world for like a year and a half, and then everybody was like, Oh God. It was like one year it was like, Oh my god, look at all the faces he makes, and then in the next year it was like, Stop making all those faces. <laughs> Like that's just how we are with comedy is we like, oh, I can't get enough of them. Oh, ugh, too much of them. And, we're such a fickle. Yeah. And the person's not any more or less funny at any point. They're the exact same level of funny. We just have seen it. And it's like, yeah. So that's what I was thinking about with her is like, oh, no, like what? She's going to get overexposed because of this. Like, she's so great. Uh-huh. And, then, and then everybody's going to be like, oh, God, she's in everything. Ugh, she's just like Kevin Hart or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, she was great. And and I love Maya Rudolph and she should do more things. Oh yeah, she's great. And isn't it so weird that she's married to Paul Thomas Anderson? So weird. Which just constantly makes no sense mm-hmm. to me. Well, um, and um, that movie that she did, that I mentioned many podcasts ago, where she was, it's the her and, um, and uh, John Krasinski. It's, such like it's so different than yeah, anything. Away she, we go. Yeah. Okay. She's like so understated, and it's beautiful, and she like has this really great performance, and it's like she can do anything. She could be in anything. Where Where is she? Yeah. Why isn't she doing more? Maybe like, she's doing more, and we're just not watching it. I mean, I feel like she's always around, but mm-hmm. she's never like mm-hmm. I'm the star. She's probably raising kids. <sighs> Boring. Boring. Having a family. Ugh. Why don't they think about us? <laughs> I know. We want to be entertained more by her, damn it. Yeah. No, look, Paul Thomas Anderson should take care of the kids. Yes. And stop making boring movies. Stop making boring movies that I hear are amazing and usually I enjoy for the most part. Uh Uh-huh. And then after a while, I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, okay, yeah. Look, I'm not going to insult Paul Thomas Anderson, yeah. but I think uh, our ratio is off and Maya Rudolph should mm-hmm. step back out. Yeah, yeah, She yeah. should direct some movies with Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Oh, my God, that'd be amazing. I would watch the hell out of that Actually, movie. Daniel Day-Lewis should sh- direct some movies with Ra- Maya Rudolph in them. I don't know if I trust his vision. I don't. I think the man's probably a <laughs> maniac. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> anyway, okay. uh, I have a list of some of the categories, I guess, that we could look okay. at. So what's your take on who won for best sound mixing? Ooh, I really thought that Dunkirk would have... Did they? I don't know. They did win, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> you did it. Yeah. Um, I really... When I didn't watch Dunkirk, I sat there thinking... not. Well, I sat there not thinking about how well the sound was mixed, whatever that means. I know. I, okay. To my knowledge, mm-hmm. the difference between sound mixing and sound editing. Mm-hmm. Sound editing is basically like you creating the soundscape mm-hmm. and putting sounds in different places. Right, right, right. Sound mixing is more about the relative volumes of the sounds yes. compared to each other. Mm. Like how you can hear music versus dialogue versus mm. sound effects. And <laughs> imagine, imagine going to see a movie where you're like, boy, the sound mixing is really off. Like I mean, I can't hear the dialogue over this music. It's the music is too loud all the time. I mean, like, honestly, I've seen movies like that, and it's a problem. But yeah. most people are competent enough to just do it. Yeah, like what what you're talking like lower budget things or yeah, probably not major releases. I mean, maybe, I mean, maybe there, Battleship had problems with that. I don't know. Honestly, um, a big complaint about the release of La La Land was in the first scene the lyrics were mixed a little lower than the music, so it was mm. kind of hard to hear what they were saying. Mm. They did fix that on the Blu-ray, so oh, how about check that? it out. Wow. Um, so that shouldn't have won for best sound mixing. It probably did. Okay. I think the rule is if there's a war film or a musical, it'll get it. I think mm. that's just like how it works always. Yeah. Um, how boring. Yeah, it's super fun. It's great for the pundits who like have betting pools and stuff. Yeah. But otherwise, it's like, why am I? Why? I mean, yeah. I'm glad for those sound mixers that they got to be on TV. Yeah. That's Unless nice. they've already won four Oscars, then I don't care. And usually they have. It's like, this is their 18th nomination and yeah. 15th win. Like, yeah. okay. Well. They win every year for the same thing. Yeah. They twiddled some knobs. Yeah. They are the best sound mixers in Hollywood because we say so. Yeah. And well, like in a lot of those technical categories, one person did like two or three of the nominees. Yeah. That's so weird. That's so weird. Yeah, that was interesting. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's talk about more interesting things. Okay, good. Um, uh, Get Out won Best Original Screenplay. It sure did, and that was awesome. Granted, I haven't seen the movie, but I'm going to soon. Yeah, and like Jordan Peele got to get the Oscar, mm-hmm. which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I was When that happened, it threw off all my predictions. Mm. So Sergio won our little betting pool thing that we were doing. Damn it. Which he always does. I care way more, and he just keeps sweeping in. And just winning. That's that happens in most betting pools. Like when we do the office pools, whoever wins, it's usually the person that knows the least about sports uh-huh. or whatever. So <sighs> you fit you overthink it. I guess I do. Yeah. I don't know. But see, I thought um well see, I in my foolish heart, I thought Lady Bird was gonna get something. Oh. Anything. Yeah. So it- it did won nothing. Nothing. That's right. Yep. That was I, Tanya that won Best Supporting Actress. Yeah. Okay. And those acting um, like wins were the most easily predictable thing ever. Yep. And they were the most frustrating in mm-hmm. almost every category. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was expecting Lady Bird to get 
screenplay and get mm-hmm. out to get director mm-hmm. because I think I had more faith in the Academy than I should have. Mm. Um, but I'm glad Get Out got something. I'm glad horror is being represented. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That was cool. Do you want to talk about the acting categories? We got Alice and Janney, yep. Best Supporting. Okay. The three billboards. We got Sam Rockwell and Francis McDormand. Straight men everywhere did a little dance when Sam Rock- Rockwell won. Yeah, of course. I mean, they cried tears of joy. They finally mm-hmm. felt represented. I went screaming around the neighborhood. Yeah. Out of delight. I did have a friend who, because ha- you tweeted that I was, because I constantly make fun of Sam Rockwell for yeah. being, you know, a paragon for heterosexuality. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a strange take. I can't get over it. Because it's like the most random thing. <laughs> it's uh, gotta anyway. open your eyes, Dave. Yeah, you gotta get woke. Um, Speaking of, you know that Sam Rockwell is my is when I get a text. It's Sam Rockwell. What? It like if I get a text message, he's texting you. No, it's a Sam Rockwell thing from a movie that is my. He texts you quotes from his yeah, movies. Okay. Sorry. No. What? What is your text tone? Is it, it Sam is, Rockwell going ah the billboards? Yes, it's that one. Mm-hmm. No, it's from... Uh, I'm Sam Rockwell. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> I am Sam Rockwell. It is, uh, it's from Galaxy Quest. Okay. And it's the moment where he walks in on a human and an alien making sweet, sweet love. Uh-huh. And there's tentacles flying everywhere. And he goes, oh, that's not right. That's your text tone? hmm You have a text tone? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what mine is. I mean, my phone's on vibrate all the time because yeah, exactly. I'm a teacher and I can't, if my phone makes any noise, I like lose the class for 10 minutes. Oh, so yeah. I have to keep it on vibrate all the time. But that's my text tone is Sam Rockwell. Okay. So. Why? Why? Because you're straight. Because really, I'm a straight white man. Uh-huh. Yeah. Not to not to stereotype or anything. But, yeah, like, but that's I, very why? straight. I, it's in the handbook. Yeah. It's like your text tone must be Sam Rockwell. <laughs> Ask all other straight white men. I will. Yeah, I know them all. <laughs> I know you do. Um, I did have. I do have a friend who is straight and white, and he saw your tweet making fun of mm-hmm. me. I guess. Yeah. And I think he felt vaguely offended by it. He was like, "I was rooting for Richard Jenkins," and I'm like, "It's okay, Matt." <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Richard Jenkins is secretly what all straight males because I wanted him to win. He was in Bone Tomahawk. That, that's, that's a movie, a movie that people. I've heard of. It was a Western. Mm. Anyway, um, I do think constantly there were all the clips that they played for either Shape of Water or um, Lady Bird mm-hmm. were just constant proof that Richard Jenkins and uh, Laurie Metcalf should have won mm. in their respective categories. Yes. First of all, every Laurie Metcalf clip in Lady Bird, the audience was cracking up. Mm-hmm. N- they didn't react to any of the other clips, but Laurie Metcalf, they were like tuned in. Yeah. And then um it, even in Sally Hawkins's clip for best actress, mm-hmm. it was mainly just showcasing how Richard Jenkins is anchoring her performance. <laughs> yeah. Because he's the one who has to speak for her and provide the like vocalization of her emotions. Yeah. And Sally Hawkins is great. Yes. She did a great job, but like that clip was still like, "Oh, Richard Jenkins is owning this movie." <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did I just Oh, I was just looking at uh what? Oh, I was reading an article and they referenced something. There was like a hyperlink and I clicked on it and it was a clip from Burn After Reading uh-huh. with Richard Jenkins. And oh. I was like, oh, there you go. I forgot how great he is in that movie. He's so good. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay. did you have a favorite outfit from the Oscars? No, I really don't care. Okay. About was it stuff. Sam Rockwell's outfit? Probably. Mm-hmm. Was he? What was he wearing? No, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, don't, I, I literally could not care less about 
what famous people are wearing that isn't their clothes. Oh, I know. Like, I usually feel the same way, except Viola Davis's bubblegum pink dress that she very obviously could not move in, which oh. was very amusing. She kind of, like, waddled up to the Oh, yeah, and it was microphone. a really long walk. Yeah. And everybody was like, why is she? Yeah, everybody here was like, why is she walking like that? And I was like, why is that such a long walk? Who thought of that? Yeah, they should have a little uh, people mover like at the airport. I was saying they should just come up out of the stage. Boop. Ooh, that'd be awesome. Just pop out. Yeah. Let's and that way, flash. Like when the speeches are getting too long, you can just lower them yeah, into the floor. That, yes. Instead of playing them off, they just slowly disappear. Did you notice that one guy who, like they started to play the music and then he mentioned like thanking his mom who had passed away and the music cut off immediately oh, they were wow. like oh dang we messed up no it was hard to hear anything in particular because we were all kind of cross talking oh okay that's fair which, yeah um but it <laughs> did i anyway let's keep going with okay whatever we're doing. um outfits uh i th- i don't think this made it on the telecast but it was on the red carpet mm-hmm. um adam adam rip on the like outspoken oh uh, yeah like gay figure skater, he wore a leather harness on, on his tuxedo. Mm-hmm. I saw I saw many people mention that on Twitter and say how great it was, and I'm okay. I thought it was funny. Yeah, like it it is definitely a bold choice. Mm-hmm. I think it misrepresents all gay people as kinky. Yep, in the sense that like this is what gay people wear, and it's like no. Yeah, that's that was my issue. It was like oh. Okay, that is one particular thing, and I, if he's making a joke, that's fine. But I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, but like, that is what, you know, you know how this podcast is us talking about uh, pop Gay culture issues? for twenty minutes, yeah. and then me going on a queer diatribe for a little yeah, yeah, bit. Yeah, let's let's do it it's again. It's happening again. Yay! <laughs> I'll be really quick. Okay, after um, you do that, I'll do a straight diatribe. Okay, do it so that uh, about Sam Rockwell about and, Sam Rockwell and that other guy, Richard Jenkins. Go no, ahead. don't drag him into this. Okay. Um, no, I feel like there was another actor that straight people really. Oh, it was Ben Mendelsohn. You can talk about him yeah, too. Yeah, whatever that was. <laughs> that was even weirder. I've never. I don't even know who that. I had to. I forget it. He was director Orson Krennic in Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Oh, okay, good. Um, anyway, so mm-hmm. um, no, basically, I mean, there there is a lot of, like kink or leather culture that is incorporated into gay culture because we exist on the sidelines of sexuality for mm-hmm. so long yeah that it was all kind of lumped together and people were like once they have the freedom to be one they kind of feel the freedom to be the others if they yeah. want to yeah um so that does make sense and that is a an important part of like gay history mm-hmm. but also we're at a point now where that's if you want to do that any like anyone should be able to mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be like our thing anymore <laughs> yeah anyway so yeah. and it that i mean it just reminds me of like you know they'd be like the gay I, i'm from the bay area and they'd be you know on the news the gay pride parade was in san francisco today and they'd show the craziest of the oh yeah of the people and it's like uh, well okay <sighs> well <laughs> you gotta be loud sometimes yeah anyway so uh what's your favorite ben mendelson performance uh, I really hate him in uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't stand him in that movie. He's really bad. Who was he in? The, the bad guy to the left of the bad guy. Oh, okay. Bane's friend. <laughs> he's like the face of what Bane is doing. Like, Bane's doing all the stuff in the shadows. and Oh, he's the... Uh, yeah. 
And Bane yeah. even says the thing like, speak of the devil and he shall appear. And it's to him. And then he like squeezes his face and kills him or something. That was a pretty good Bane impression. Thank you. You're welcome. What other Tom Hardy impressions do you have in your back pocket? Uh, I wish I could do whatever thing he's doing in uh, Peaky Blinders. Oh, but I haven't watched that closely enough to, to do the accent. Okay. I it's can, all over the place. <laughs> I can try to do the one that he's doing in uh, The Revenant. Okay. Well, I was sitting here with the pants. Pants. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good. Also, have you seen the trailer for that Venom movie that he's supposed to be in? Yes. Is he doing an accent in that? I'm pretty sure he is. I mean, he's doing an American accent. Like a chewy New York accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's bad. He... I... I advocated for him mm-hmm. so much to like get recognition for his work in Mad Max Fury Road because mm-hmm. I think he did great. Yeah. But he just keeps doing making choices yeah. that I cannot defend. Uh there are some actors that just have a, I know that like Nicolas Cage in some interview sometime was like, Well, that was you know, it was however many years into my career before I used my natural voice for a character because I just didn't want to be myself uh-huh. in any way. And I think he might be one of those where he, 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 it's not so much like watch me show off. It's like, I gotta, I gotta be not me. Yeah. And he is a private person mm-hmm. in his personal life. So yeah. maybe that kind of ties in with that. Have you seen the clip of him doing his Bane thing into a cup? <laughs> no. Like a jock, like an athletic supporter cup. No. It's very funny. He's like doing it for his dog. And then it, his dog just like looks right at the camera. Like what? W- if a dog could roll its eyes, it would. <laughs> it's really funny, but he's like, I was born in the shadow. <laughs> no, I've never seen it's that. It's really cute. And then the dog is just like, ugh, this guy. <laughs> he's constantly practicing his accents yeah. on me. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because I went to school with a guy that every part he played, he did a different accent and it made him almost every time completely unintelligible yeah of course and and so but it was always like really bad stereotype you know he's like oh i'm italian in this one it's a bad about to be a bad yeah you know like but like i know he played i think he was the police officer in our town and he did it with like an irish accent you just couldn't understand a word he said <laughs> no i mean look if you have an accent mm-hmm. and just kind of like talk Mm-hmm. I mean, some people will have problems with it because yeah. there are always those people who are like, oh, I couldn't understand these British people on this show. They were mm-hmm. talking about British. And it's like, I don't know, watch some more episodes of Doctor Who or whatever. Yeah. But I like to put the, the subtitles on for things like that where I'm missing little things. Uh-huh. I'm getting the general gist, but I, but like if I have the subtitles on, I'm like, oh, that's what they said. Okay. Now I get it. Mm. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, I I still don't know what that means because it's some slang I'm not familiar with. Well, then maybe Darkest Hour would be the perfect movie for you mm. because it is British, but mm. he shouts all of his dialogue, oh, so good, it's good, pretty good. easy to decipher. You know, I was <laughs> I was so bitter about everything about that, other than the fact that I called it. I called it uh, months ago. I'm so glad it didn't win Best Picture, though. But I knew it was going to win it? a bunch. Um, and, uh, and I was like, ugh, this whole thing. And then, of course, you know, some creepy thing came out about him right after... Or right before, I don't know. I just found out about Gary Oldman's not a great guy. Oh yeah, I mean again, that's been around forever though. Yeah. So like the 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 ones that happened ten years ago or more, Hollywood has forgotten about. Yeah. Um. But then there was the clip of him dancing. 
in in his uh Winston Churchill getup like back you know behind the scenes and he's like doing a funny some f- sort of funny dance and I was like kind of I'm, I'm kind of okay with this win because that's so cute that does sound fun <laughs> but but no but no but no but it's of course that was the one that won yeah it was showy and shouty yeah. and he put on a fat suit so they're and like boy did he really become Winston Churchill oh my god i was sick of people saying that like we turn well their- everybody knows acting Everybody understands acting, uh-huh. Brennan, and and the key to acting is makeup. It's so easy. <laughs> if, <laughs> but uh, what if in your debut role you were like, I gained a lot of weight for this? Didn't you notice? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's like, Oh, he looks a lot thinner than he did in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I was thin before. It's like no, you people need to know you first, and then they'll be impressed. What's the? There's some of the all-time best where it's like Matt Damon gained certain amount of weight for this role for and you're the like informant yeah and you're like but why and he was like and for him he was like i did it because i felt like this guy shouldn't be in good shape and i'm like okay you know to live inside the character but uh-huh it wasn't enough weight that anybody could notice really yeah i mean if that's just for him to like mm-hmm. get into it that is fine yeah but, but they also then announce it everywhere because oh, the yeah. studios are trying to you know trying to get they him. know if you gain weight for a part that means you're acting mm-hmm but he didn't even do that. <laughs> Gary Oldman just put on some prosthetic yeah. jowls. Really good makeup. And uh, it, because he became Winston Churchill. My favorite <laughs> my favorite quote about that is from a reviewer I like a lot. His name is Tim Brayton. I think I I might have quoted this already. I don't I remember. Hate, I hate him. Yeah, I he's great. Um, I don't know who it is. No, but he says um the makeup looks nothing like Winston Churchill, but mm-hmm. it looks even less like Gary Oldman, so it still counts. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. I just love that it all came true. I think I need to go into business as like I I should go and be like, okay. I mean, I don't know which Oscar it's going to win, but I know it's going to be nominated for a bunch and win some, win a big one. I I didn't even know. The Vegas better ever. You're like, one of the green horses is going to win the Kentucky Derby. (laughs) No, it was. It was the moment I saw the stand-up in the movie theater, and I went, oh, The Darkest Hour is the Oscar movie this year. And it was. But it's so bad. It's so stereotypical. But what's cool, I mean, what we can celebrate is Shape of Water. Yes. uh, Get Out. Get Out, Lady Bird. These are all things that are not stereotypical Oscar movies, and that was cool. Yeah, and Guillermo del Toro won. Yeah, Um, except that's becoming stereotypical because now every year it's a different Mexican director? Mexican director. Which is awesome. Yeah. I'm so into it. But they're all like, be- aren't the, the three of them, aren't they really good friends, the three guys? I feel like they're, um, they like came up together or something. There's some, maybe, um, I don't mean that because I think all Mexicans know each yeah, other. Yeah, no, I know. But like, I feel like I heard that, that they all went to school together. So there's some sort of history. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know Alfonso Cuaron mm-hmm. and um, Alejandro G. Iñárritu both use the same, the same cinematographer a lot, mm-hmm. Emmanuel Lubezki. Um, I haven't heard a lot about Del Toro interacting with mm-hmm. either of them, but I think the other two, I know nothing about yeah. this. I just watch the movies and I'm like, I like everyone who's not in your YouTube. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look, Birdman, I despise Birdman. Yeah. I've just failed to connect mm-hmm. to a lot of his movies. I thought Babel was pretty good. Babel? That was in like 2006 or something. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was good. It, there were some really intense moments. Yeah, no. I th- just at the end of it, I was like, eh. 
Yeah, and Kate Blanchett, you you hire Kate Blanchett and then make her lie on the floor for two hours, mm-hmm. and it's like, why, why is this happening? So that Brad Pitt can do all the acting. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> that was such a good sigh. <laughs> <sighs> I don't I don't love Oscar movies most of the yeah. time. I and um, and I think for both of us it's because we might maybe I almost can like see through it. I just see it. I see the strings. Like I get it. You're 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 hammering me with this message and uh-huh. you and I am like cool. I I sound so bitter about movies when we do whenever we talk. I love movies and all of those movies are totally enjoyable but to me it's well award season movies are frustrating yes that's generally the case well and i mean a lot of them happen to be movies that i'm not that interested in seeing especially in theaters Uh because i'm like i'll just wait and if i see it maybe i'll watch part of it and then be like "Eh, i'm kind of over it you know like the revenant i've started that movie like seven times gotten to the same gotten to the same sequence every time and then been like ah I'll finish this another time. And then I don't. Um, That's fine. I, I would advise that course of action. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen him eat the horse or whatever he eats. Who cares? It's real. Is it though? I don't think I feel, it I is. I don't think that part is. It's probably like jello. Anyway. But he was really cold though. He was really cold, Brennan. That's <laughs> acting. It really is. Anyway. Um, Burr. Not- <laughs> Did you guys feel it? Did wow! Listening, did you feel no? It, Ooh, because so you weren't really cold. Yeah, it so. wasn't really cold. You could so tell that's the bad acting. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! And you weren't wearing a fat suit or really skinny. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't uh, wear makeup to make me look less attractive. Somehow, it's so brave, though. It's so brave. It's so brave. Gary Oldman is so brave. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. What I want to give my MVP award to, though, is mm. Rita Moreno. Oh, yeah, that was cool. Because when she had to present whatever the hell award she was mm-hmm. presenting, I think it was foreign film. Mm-hmm. Um, that pose that she struck as the curtain was rising mm-hmm. and she pulled the envelope like out of her bustier. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, she's still such a star. She's so yeah. awesome. And that was the same dress she wore when she won her Oscar or was I, nominated. Or I did hear that. Yeah. Which is awesome. I saw the part of the red carpet where she said that. Oh, okay. And it was like, oh, cool. And it was the same dress? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, that's It awesome. was the same dress, yeah. Wow, looks great. Yeah. Got dry cleaned very well. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, um, I wrote some notes about the Oscars. What okay. else was there? Uh, best original song. Yeah, was uh, exactly what you said it would be. Yeah, uh, which is fine. I, look, at least half of that team is sort of Hispanic. Yeah. Um, But I do not think they should have had Gael Garcia Bernal actually perform the song live even for half of it because look, there's a reason last year they didn't have Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling do the La La Land songs. They had John Legend do them. Yeah. It's because they're actors. They're not stage performers. Yeah. Like they're not musical. Yeah. They're not concert performers. Mm -hmm. And he was just so like nervous and not great. Yeah. Like you're looking straight up in the air. Yeah. It's like, he's great in the movie, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to trot him out. Have him introduce them. Yeah. And whatever. And well, you, and then it opened up behind him, and it was like, here we go. Yeah, and then it was and, still boring. And then it was so underwhelming. What happened? Did they get their budget cut? Didn't it feel like that? Like I don't every know. Every musical number, they were like, oh, we don't. Normally, there would be a thing, but we're just going to have people standing behind you in black. Yeah. Moving. Well, they had that beautiful set for the Coco one, and they did yeah. not use it. Yeah. Like the 
the staircase mm -hmm. with all the platforms on the side. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you walk down the staircase and now we're just on the stage and yeah. it's just behind you. Yeah. And I'm like, use this depth for That's something. so weird. It, it was, was bizarre. Every musical performance, like some of them were really good, but it was, there was like, why are there 30 people on the stage not doing anything? I just feel like, that yeah. really, like the choir behind Mary J. Blige was like, step touch. Here we go. Yeah. I'm gonna step touch a little bit. And, and you know, because Mary J. Blige ne needs a bunch of white people behind her to sing that song. I think they used <laughs> that same choir for the common song, too, or yes. something. Yeah. And they always used it to go into a commercial break. So they had people just kind of like lollygagging on stage for 45 seconds yeah. while the people were like, the Oscars are brought to you by <sighs> wonderful pistachios. Wait, who was performing with common? Uh,. I didn't watch that one okay. um, because his, I, th I thought it, I was like, wait, is that Rihanna? Who is, who am I looking at? And I had no idea, but it was because it was so loud. I couldn't hear what was happening. Um, but I was like, I couldn't tell if I was looking at someone that I knew or someone that I didn't know. She looked vaguely like Rihanna, but I oh, don't. No, it's Andra Day. Okay. And that is kind of her, her role in this uh, like, pop milieu is mm -hmm. to be the one who looks like rihanna okay um because she actually sang when kesha sang praying at the grammys mm -hmm. andre day was with her along with like cindy lopper and some other people but sergio and i were watching it we're like oh rihanna's there and we're like oh no that's not rihanna <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's her thing she's beautiful yeah um let's see what do i have written down i have the greatest showman was robbed <laughs> um <laughs> For best picture, yes, <laughs> and best uh, everything. I mean, I don't genuinely think it should have won, but no. it would have been so nice to have an Oscar for that movie. Um, and also, I as much as I loved Coco, I had a vendetta about that being the thing that like got drawn out of Coco. Mm -hmm. um, I loved when Coco won best animated feature, even though it robbed the Boss Baby. Yeah, that was a shame. <laughs> Um, the speeches, the producer thanked her wife and then the co-director thanked his husband and yeah. Lauren didn't know that either of them were queer in any mm -hmm. way. And I didn't know that the lady was lesbian mm -hmm. and we were just like, yes. Yeah. And then Lee Unkrich, the other co-director was like, and thank you to my wife. And we we're like, oh God, who let him talk? Ugh. He's probably th going to thank Sam Rockwell in his speech. <laughs> <laughs> he did. I think, I think he, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, no, that was really cool. Um, what else happened? I think that was pretty much it. It was a Sandra Bullock. Her little shtick thing was kind of amusing. Yes. Where she's like, bring the lights down. Put me back in my 40s. And I was like, oh, you're in your 50s? Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah. Side note, I'm so excited for Ocean's 8. Yes. Honestly, it looks awesome. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, fingers crossed. It's going to be great. Yeah, fingers crossed. It looks fun. Yeah. It's amazing how many times there's a movie where you're like, what a great idea. This is going to be great. And then you watch it and you're like, what happened? Okay. Yeah. And then if you, happened. and then if you watch, and then if you lit, like hear the behind the scenes stuff, you're like, oh, that's what happened. It was, you know, the original writer got fired or, or they, you know, halfway through decided to do a bunch of rewrites and reshoots and everything's like, ugh, it's so weird. Or they fired the director halfway through. Or it's like, yeah, well, they pushed it through before they had a script. Yep. So they were trying to write the script on the set, and you're like, oh, really, for a movie with a complicated plot? Good idea. <laughs> yeah, that That's why uh, 
some of the later scream sequels don't make any sense yeah um because the scripts got leaked online so like change it real quick and then they just kind of like make it anyone (laughs) (laughs) you know like i like to go see like a a famous novelist uh read their book but they're kind of writing it as they read it it looks it's really good they're like and then um i don't know that guy kisses that girl (laughs) you like (laughs) yeah anyway that's the oscars i guess yeah um so meh it really was there just wasn't i mean like there never was or is ever going to be a moment as like magnetizing as the terrible best picture announcement last year, mm-hmm. which was such a beautiful piece of pop culture. Yeah. Like worldwide, everyone like that's the, la- like the first time in a long time that the world was watching something mm-hmm. and reacting in like a strong way. Yeah. And so that was really cool. I did like that. They still screwed up the end and Jimmy Kimmel once again had to cover for everybody. Did you see that last bit? when the best picture they were all giving their speeches and they turned oh, the mic yeah. off and the light off on the one guy. So then Jimmy Kimmel had to run in and be like, keep talking and my mic will pick it up. Uh, it's like, what? seriously guys, you have to screw up everything for him so he can't end the show on a nice note. Good job. See what should have happened is Faye Dunaway should have walked away with the microphone. So no one could. <laughs> oh, and then her even like, it's just funny when someone's real kooky like that. You know, Warren Beatty comes out and he's all Warren Beatty, even uh-huh. though he's 150, and he's like, hey, nice to see you guys. He said something really charming. And then she was like, and my turn. Awkward. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what she said, but it was just like, kathunk. <laughs> yeah. I, she just, there was like, no, there was like, she didn't know what she was saying. She was like, here comes a joke. I don't know how to <laughs> joke. But. No, I mean, she did that. I, I rewatched, um, like their announcement of like the La La Land win mm-hmm. last year because I was perfecting my impression of her. Oh, okay. Um, but she's so strained. Like she's trying yeah. to have this easygoing chemistry with him and she's very like prickly yeah. and trying so yeah. visibly. Well, she's just super crazy. Oh yeah. But I just, I don't know, just all on sun- Sunday the whole time. Like anytime anyone opened an envelope, I was like, La La Land. <laughs> Uh, did you notice that they printed what awards were what the award was on the outside of the envelope so everyone could see it was like in big gold embossed uh, letters like best director that's a good idea yeah don't know why they hadn't before and i did notice that one guy while giving his speech was very conspicuously holding the envelope so you could see his name on the card yes yeah and there was i mean there was some oh yeah and um when he held up the uh 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 Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro held up and he was like, look, it's the right one. <laughs> he made a joke about it and that was cute. But like, uh, yeah. No, oh, the Oscars. Anyway, let's do our trust fall segment. Okay. Because two weeks ago, mm-hmm. I always want to say last week, but it's like last episode. Last I got to change my yeah, language. Yeah. Uh, we introduced a segment called trust falls mm-hmm. where we recommend something. Hold on. I didn't get a chance to sing the theme song. Oh, okay. Go. When I say trust, you say falls. Trust. Falls. Trust. Falls. There it is. Trust falls <laughs> sounds like a town where a murder mystery takes place. Trust falls. Yeah. yeah. Like Angela Lansbury retired mm-hmm. there. Yeah, she retired to Trust Falls, mm-hmm. Maine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, 
What were we talking about? Oh, we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the five listeners we have just <laughs> switched over to, to NPR. <laughs> yeah. So um, every time we're going to recommend something for like a piece of pop culture for the other person to consume over the mm-hmm. next two weeks. And we have to trust that we will enjoy it. And that's yeah. the thing. Um, this is really hard for me because Brennan has very specific taste. What do you? Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's well, not mine. Oh, I mean, I have a very different thing that I'm going to bring to you this okay, time. Okay, good. I'm trying to mix it up. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk first? Do you want me to talk first? You talk first. Tell me how okay. you felt about Legion. I watched the first episode of Legion. I did yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a beautifully shot show. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of... I mean, because Dan Stevens plays a character who's... Um, I don't want to say incarcerated, but like in what's the word a mental institution yeah so he's, he's in a mental institution he's uh, is, uh institutionalized there we are that's the word i was trying to say mm-hmm. um but basically it's because he has mutant powers mm-hmm. and this isn't explored in the first episode but he does hear a lot of voices and see things mm-hmm. he has a lot of like schizophrenic attributes but it's yeah. probably just like a Haley joel osment situation mm-hmm. like sixth sense or whatever mm-hmm. that's the sense that i'm getting i don't okay. know i've only seen the first episode mm-hmm. But um, I don't want to like spoil too much, so I'm trying to avoid yeah. the plot too much. But he's like a mutant who can maybe move things with his mind, mm-hmm. or maybe he's crazy, but he's a mutant because mm-hmm. it's an X Men show. Yeah, it's um, by Marvel. It's not going to turn out that nope, he was actually just crazy. Yeah, which <laughs> this is, was all a waste of time. Uh huh. Which is fine because yeah. there's nothing I like have. So uh, sorry, the grammar on that sentence was beginning to pile up. Mm-hmm. But I have very little patience for narratives that are like, "Oh, are they crazy or are they not? Mm-hmm. What's reality and what's illusion?" Yeah. And I'm like, "It's all fiction. You all just you just wrote all of it." Yeah. Like yeah. whatever conclusion you come to, I'm like, "Yeah, it's a movie. I don't care if Leonardo DiCaprio was dreaming or not." Yes. Um, I don't know. That that's just me. Mm-hmm. But I'm. Happy. I want to. I I get frustrated by that. I'm like, oh, I want to know the end. Just like, okay. Yeah, no, it, it's just like it has to be really good for me to engage with that narrative mm-hmm. because I'm like, none of this is real. <laughs> yeah, there's. No I like d- that. I like that instead of the like willing suspension of disbelief, you just sit there at all times being like, this isn't real. <laughs> I know this isn't real. No, but none I, of this is real. <laughs> I think the plot that has you question what is real mm-hmm. really takes me out of it because it makes me aware that none of it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But anyway, so Legion was super good. There's a lot of slow motion shots of just things exploding around him, which mm-hmm. are beautiful. Yeah. I thought Dan Stevens was really good. Mm-hmm. He has this really interesting, like, prickly kind of manic performance that mm-hmm. he gives that's very different from mm-hmm. what I've seen mm-hmm. from him. Yes. Um, and his hair is different. Mm-hmm. It's a different color than mm-hmm. normal. That's true acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he colored his hair for this part. It's He really is a method actor. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he did some push-ups before. Yeah. Actually, I think he did less push-ups because he's kind of skinny in this Yeah. Um, let's see. I watched it a couple of days ago, so I'm trying to find my notes. It's weird because... Uh, did you ever watch Downton Abbey? I didn't. Well, I've seen the first episode. Okay. Because he's a main character in it, and he has like a decidedly weak chin uh-huh. in that. Like I'm always like... God, this guy, he's so close to being handsome, but he's so English. Like, he has this double chin. and uh-huh. But that was because he was not in the American, like, wheel of get in super good shape and never uh-huh. eat. And now he's, like, much more striking. Like, got a, he has a jawline now. And I'm like, oh, maybe 
maybe I needed to appreciate when he was a little doughier. Uh, and he he is a handsome man, but like yeah. his severe weight loss makes him look kind of gaunt and haunted, right. which is perfect for this for role. For this show, yeah. Um, Aubrey Plaza, like you said, she's very good in it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her character, at least at first, played a little more into the like, oh, I'm crazy, mm-hmm. like role of someone playing an insane person. Yep. But the way that she progressed into like the final couple scenes of that episode, very creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting. Yeah, the show is pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. Like there's a like yellow-eyed demon man mm-hmm. who we don't know what the deal is with that yet, mm-hmm. but it reminded me of something straight out of like Hellraiser, mm-hmm. like one of Pinhead's little friends. Yep. Um what else is there? There's some really funny moments. Yeah. Like um he's sleeping in his sister's basement and he accidentally breaks a lamp mm-hmm. and she notices that like all of her like gardening supplies are still hanging on the wall. And she's like, she takes this ax off the wall and she's like, well, my, my husband's going to garden in the morning. So let's uh, <laughs> just bring these upstairs. Yeah. Um, there's a weird Calypso dance sequence mm. in the first episode. Yes. I'm into that. Anytime mm-hmm. characters will randomly start dancing. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a dream sequence or something. Yeah. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and the evil sidekick guy with like the milky eyes looked like Art Garfunkel. So Ooh. that was something. Yeah. He does. Yeah. I, I, I found the narrative to be a little confusing, mm. which is very purposeful. Mm-hmm. But certain parts I was like, I'm not following this. I'm just going to watch the next scene. Pretty much. You it's it's a show where you kind of have to just trust it and be like, I hopefully I'll understand this by the end. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe and I, I still don't know that I fully understand it, but it's it's creepy enough that I spend a lot of time being like, oh, this is too intense for me. Like, whoo. So, it it uh yeah. Yeah, and the images are striking and the acting is good and I was like, yeah. all right. I'm yeah. down to keep watching it. Yeah. So yeah, that was a good recommendation. I was Thank you. surprised to hear you like that come out of your mouth last time. I yeah. was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. I thought you would like it. Um, okay. So uh, should I talk about what I yes. viewed? Okay, I'm, so I, I did this. I The night after we recorded the last one, I was like, let me just get this out of the way so uh-huh. I don't procrastinate. And I watched all the music videos. And then I was sitting here at about 3.30. I was like... I don't remember any of them. Oh yeah. That's so I quickly went through and I was like, oh, okay, I remember this one. I remember. And I, there were some, I, I got through the second one, which was Robin. Uh, um, call your girlfriend, call your girlfriend. And I was like, oh shoot. I don't, I don't think I watched any other than these two. And then I went to the next one. And I was like, nope, I watched this. <laughs> and then I went to the next one. And, nope. I watched that one too. And I, oh, but I watched this one too. So, um, they were well, all cool. What I want to know, which one was your favorite of the ones that you watched? Hmm. That is, hmm. um, maybe the first one. The um, what's the kid's name? The little Troy Savon. Troy Savon. I like that one. Okay, the one's like a house party with the mm-hmm. like glowing Christmas lights and stuff. Right, and I I just appreciated the little tweak. It was like, oh, this looks like every pop star's music video, and then he's dancing with a boy. Yeah, and I was like, I get it. That's cute. Like a little wink. I liked it. Um, just like, oh, you think this is going? Because it in. The first several scenes or shots or whatever, there are no other guys but him. And it's just a bunch of girls around him. And I was like, uh-huh. huh, interesting. And then I was like, oh, I see what we're doing. I like it. Um, and the lighting was really cool in that one. Yeah, that that's the thing that really drew me to a lot mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then I did like the Robin one. It was one of those ones where I kept going in and out of like buying into it and then kind of not buying into it and kind of laughing at her dancing. Um, Because it's a weird dance that she does. She is. Yeah. It's like this would this is a great idea for someone like, I don't know, Usher or one of those kinds of, I don't know. Anyway, a female equivalent that's like a really dynamic dancer. Uh It was a little spazzy. Yeah, see, that's the thing that I find really interesting about that yeah. video is that I, she's so throws caution to the wind. Mm-hmm. I just it, can't tell if I I can't tell if she's aware. Kind of reminds me of well, it's not as bad as that Drake video where he's oh okay, nothing is though. Yeah, that is that is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life is that Drake video. Hotline because, Bling, I yeah, believe. Hotline Bling, where he is trying so hard to be cool, and yet everything in that video is awful. Everything in that video, the dancing, his whatever he's wearing is it's like atrocious. A, it's it's wearing a big Mrs. Voorhees from Friday the Thirteenth sweater. Yeah, it's a big cable knit chunky. Yeah, actually, there's a there's a like, what would you call it? A meme, where it's like when you realize where Drake got his inspiration for his costume, and it's Billy Crystal <laughs> in When Harry Met Sally, and he's wearing gray sweatpants and a big cable knit. Oh my god, turtleneck, and it's like, oh my god, and that was a weird look in the. 80s like uh-huh. that, oh. anyway and she does kind of have a like a fuzzy crop top sweater going on yeah. so it is pretty odd yeah um uh, so that but that it is cool the lighting is cool because she starts out she's dancing in that empty warehouse and then all of a sudden the lights start going and it becomes this uh-huh. dynamic space even though she's still in an empty warehouse it just changes it that was cool yeah that that's what i really like about mm-hmm. that video yeah um i'll tell you i you did not like i didn't really like um Shoot, uh, the 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 one with the name. Okay. The di- disruptors of nineteen eighty. Oh, the night terrors of nineteen twenty seven. When you're mine. Okay. Yeah. I didn't like the that video because I I don't like that style of dance. Oh, you don't like the like the interpretive dance. I hate that. Okay. I think it's so it's such garbage because it's three moves over and they just keep doing the same like throw themselves against the wall, throw themselves on the floor, <laughs> throw themselves on the front. And I'm like, Oh God, I just, I just, could. I, it was, I was like, I know that this is probably really good, but it's not, I can't, it's just not for you. I can't do it. And it's taking itself so seriously. I was like, Ugh. And I just had a trouble with that one for our audience. That video is the song when you were mine. And it's basically, it's an interpretive dance about a breakup, but it's as yeah. performed by a bunch of different dancers of different genders. And it kind of, cuts between them yeah really except it's mostly one girl and every time it cut i was like wait where'd that what like it was like boom 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 and then it would be back to her i was like what's happening who are those other people um, are they ghosts <laughs> yeah it was like stay with them a little bit longer so i can see something i just felt very old okay that's too uh, bad i'm sorry I, I i do really like the part when it cuts to the actual performers too and the like uh like fluorescent lights kind of floating behind them that are falling mm-hmm. maybe you don't remember that i don't remember that part that's fine that's okay. I and then I'm glad I really liked, liked some of the videos. Okay. I liked um, is it Betty Who? Betty right? Who, some kind of wonderful. Yeah, did you watch that? The dancing in that, I love. I was like, who is this lady? She's so great. Yeah. Whoa, what a dynamic performer. She's so good. I actually had trouble deciding which video to show you because, um, mm. honestly, she came out of with with a music video this week that I was like, oh, I wish I could have replaced that mm. one with this one. What was it called? Um, it's called uh, Ignore Me. 
Okay. Which... It kept showing up at the top of oh, okay. all the suggestion uh-huh. things. Like it was going to play next every time I watched a music video. Which, and honestly, Ignore Me is exactly what the American public has done to Betty Who for a long time. So I thought yeah. that was an interesting one. Um, but that video is actually, I mean, I think, sorry. Um, tell me about Some Kind of Wonderful. You liked that one. I really liked, I mean, I feel like I've seen that music video exactly before. It's like, very in basic. The, in the laundromat. But she is so dynamic. Like uh-huh. you can't take your eyes off her, and you're you're kind of like, like, I was like, I think I have a crush on her. I don't, I don't know who this is, but I wanna, yeah. She's really, yeah, really dynamic. Yeah, um, and she's like an absurdly tall, like pinup blonde. Yeah, with an awesome, crazy haircut that only certain people can pull off. Um, but I was also so you told me about it, and you on the podcast you told me kind of what these artists were and where uh-huh. they came from and i didn't remember that when i was watching it the first time then i i always listen to our podcast mostly to be like remember what you say so you don't repeat yourself yeah <laughs> and usually i end up listening twice because i listen to it once and then jack wants to hear it and i oh that's sweet though yeah and then he's like what are you guys talking about every time <laughs> well um, <laughs> and i'm like we're still talking about the same thing and he's like wow oh okay <laughs> um and then uh so i didn't the first time through I didn't remember the connection that they you called them queer adjacent yeah um and so I was like oh okay I kind of see it and then with her I I was just rewatching it now and I was like is it <laughs> uh, just her she's a very she's, she's a very outspoken like LGBT okay. supporter in the same way that Lady Gaga is Lady Gaga yeah is, like supportive and beloved yeah in that way or, or like i i think there there are a lot of like divas that mm-hmm. like that Mariah type Carey. of gay person really love yeah that aren't always don't always hit the mainstream mm-hmm. like like robin is mm-hmm. one of them or yeah. like a like a kylie minogue mm, or yeah. um things like that um and betty who's very much one of those she's very outspoken but also like how she, why did you say kylie minogue because the gays love her no but now that damn song stuck in my head La, 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 la. Anyway. Yeah, that song's been stuck in my head since 2001 <laughs> so sorry um that was it was a big deal when we were we were that was when i was studying in italy oh and it was yeah. big over there and then i came back and i was like "Ugh, there was it, this song over there you're never gonna believe it and then it blew up here like a couple months later and i was like oh no, no! why it's like a zombie apocalypse keeps yeah. following you um yes. Yeah, I, I do think Betty Who has kind of modeled herself after Robin in a mm. certain way. Similar haircuts. Yeah, but like they both kind of embrace androgyny yeah. in a certain way. And they're they're both like, I don't know Robin's sexuality. She's probably bisexual or something. But mm. they both sing about men. And it is like mm. a heterosexual pop performance. But they're in a, they have a look that's different. Yeah. And like they're, I just really like their stuff. Not as mainstream, but yeah. She Anyway, that was, I really liked that how simple it was and i mean i thought the song was it's not her best yeah i was trying to also it has the same name as other songs and i while i was watching that all i could think about is like how there's so many songs that just have the same they have the same chorus <laughs> yeah i don't know like I... that's a really famous one to have they made a movie with that title yeah i like I like a lot of her s- other songs better, mm-hmm. but I thought that video was the one that I should choose because the video yeah. is one of the better ones of yeah, hers. Yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. 
Okay, good. And then the last one, which mm-hmm. I think was the most out there one that I chose, yes, was Hood by Perfume Genius. Mm-hmm. It's like a two and a half minute song. Um, With a big burly man putting makeup on a little tiny man. Yes. It is very gay. Yeah. In a lot of very strange ways. Yeah. I mean, it's it's un- it's uh, uh, uncomfortable to watch, not because it's gay, just because it's the it, vibe is weird. Yeah, and it just it, like the way he looks into the camera. You're like, is he being abused, or is like, is this? It's very disturbing. Yeah, no, it just it it feels so intimate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like, like I'm seeing something I shouldn't be seeing. Yeah, this like, is very yeah. He's cracking open like a part of himself that mm-hmm. no one should see, mm-hmm. and you don't understand the imagery, but you're like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So that one, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Okay. How, do you want to hear my interpretation of it? Go for it. Because, I mean, the lyrics of Hood mm-hmm. are That's like... Part of the problem is when you're watching uh-huh. the music video, you're like not absorbing at all. You're like, here's visual, and then you kind of listen to the music. Yeah. Mm. But the song, like the opening lyric is like, you would never call me baby if you mm-hmm. knew the truth. Oh. And it's like, like underneath this hood, you see I take like a bomb. Basically, It's basically like my outward appearance is not does not reflect who I am inside. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm lying to you in this relationship. And the fact that like the, the, I mean, they're both naked, aren't they in the video, but it's like sort of it's top bear. Uh, they're bare. He's yeah. got a, he's got a mesh shirt on. Oh yeah, he does. But which, so by the way, that might make me more uncomfortable than anything in the world <laughs> is mesh shirts oh, yeah, on anyone. Great. By the we we had a teacher at Canyon that used to wear a, what? Yes. no, yeah, he was before your time, I believe. I feel like I would have noticed. He was a science teacher, and he was so bizarre. Like, the choices he would make, we would just be like, you wore that to work today. All right. Okay. Like More power mesh, to him. Mesh tank top, I think he went Ew, with. that's disgusting. Yeah, with, like, nipple hair coming out. We always talked about the like, ah. But he was, like, a straight dude that just had no shame oh my god was yeah that's not and at a school yeah it was he was creepy okay well um but also like a total doofus so he became like one of those people that you make fun of right to their face and they're like uh, like oh i've, I've known yeah. those yeah um yeah, yeah, yeah. that's creepy as hell yeah um but yeah so it's basically his lover is like putting this makeup on him and it's kind of like him putting on the mask of like what he wants to see from mm-hmm. him and i think that's really yeah. interesting yeah um but yeah, also I'm, the makeup is really garish like oh yeah it's not it like oh it's just a lot of like i don't think it's meant to be like isn't this soothing like no it should be very aggressive <laughs> yeah it's it's an uncomfortable watch and not for any reason other than they're like we're gonna make you uncomfortable mm-hmm. that was the one i threw in at the last minute because i was like we'll see how this goes yeah, yeah and one one part of it was i kept being like wait is his head digitally imposed on that body because for some reason it didn't look like it fit Maybe his head is too. I don't know. He looked know. smaller. I it's like, is that a digital thing? What am I looking at? I don't at think first? so. It was just right at first because it like starts in on his and it kind of pulled back. And I was mm-hmm. like, these, are these special effects? Probably not. I don't think they could afford them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thank you for watching them, though. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna try to. I mean, I'm trying to do like a bunch of different stuff with these recommendations. Okay. But what what is your recommendation for me for next time? Okay. So I have, I have, oh, come on, phone. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, ooh, uh, okay, here we go. Um, I have a bunch, and I can't decide okay. what to 
because I realized that all of my recommendations start out. I'm like, oh, TV, TV, TV. Oh, I'm about TV the way you're about horror movies. So I'm cool with that because honestly, um, I don't know if I have a bunch of time to watch like a whole movie in the next couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't have. I have one movie on here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Um, I'll go with something else. But I don't want to start you on a new show if you're into Legion. I I don't know when I'll watch Legion. Yeah. I think I'll space that one out. Mm-hmm. But I do want to continue with it. Yeah. That's it's it's worth it. it okay. It's not you're not gonna be disappointed if you stick with it. Um okay, so I'm gonna go with a podcast. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um and it's a podcast from the Ringer Network, which is one of my favorite websites and okay. podcast networks. Um, it's started by a guy that when I first moved down here, uh, he was, uh, he's okay. So he's a sports writer, but Uh for a while he was a writer on Jimmy Kimmel's show. Okay. So he's like a perfect blend for me. He's a sports and comedy writer. Mm -hmm. Um, but he loves to write about pop culture. And so his website is part sports, sports, part pop, pop culture, (laughs) part, 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 Every time I say his name, I kind of feel like buried dairy dirtation. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, this one in particular, I have a couple that I really think you would like certain episodes, not necessarily every episode, Um, but there's one called uh, Binge Mode, which I really love. Okay. And it started out as a Game of Thrones thing where it was like to get you ready for the newest season. They binged every episode and they did an episode of their podcast for every episode of of yeah, of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. And that was fun to listen to, but I didn't listen to everyone. Um but now they've decided cuz they have such great chemistry. It's um, Mallory Rubin and Jason Concepcion and they're both very nerdy in their own ways. Okay. Um and they just do a different kind of pop culture thing every week. Okay. And so uh they've done they did one about the like growing up in a Pixar world, so kind of reviewing all Pixar movies almost or like going back through a lot of them, but just one episode about it. Is there a specific one you want me to listen to? That's what I was just going to look at. Oh, okay. Like I didn't think it through enough to be like, listen to this one. Um, uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I mean, they're one about black Panther is really good. Okay. I like black Panther. Yeah. So that's a, that's a good one to start with. Um, but they also have like, I didn't love, they did one that's the evolution of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh-huh. but they keep talking about the formula that they have in those movies, and I'm like, at, at no point can you identify what the formula is other than it's about superheroes, because every single, what that's what makes the Marvel ones interesting, is they're all different. They uh-huh. follow, the, the formula is they follow the comic books? I don't know. No, I mean, yeah, certain people do feel like it's more formulaic than it is. Mm-hmm. I do think... For origin stories, there's a little bit of a formula because usually the villain is just has the same power set as the main character, but evil. Yeah, and like that does happen in Black Panther, but like you, I wouldn't call that movie particularly formulaic. Right. Um, they did a good one about like Star Wars. So basically, it's you know you can look through the available episodes and just be like, oh, I want to hear okay this. They have a Star Wars one. They have Black Mirror. If you watch Black Mirror, I haven't watched that. Um. Coco and coming of age in the Pixar universe. So I'm into that. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And it's really the way they do it. They have little segments that they do and they'll take little deep dives on different subjects. I think it's really cool and funny. Cool. Um, 
So that's that's my recommendation, and that's a that's an easy one to knock out in a two week span. Yeah, it's a I, podcast. I listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah, and I'm looking for new ones. So hopefully that'll be one of them. Yeah. Okay, my recommendation for you. Um, I was actually thinking about like high school stuff and stuff okay. that I read in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only I do like classic works of literature. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna read Great Expectations. Oh, great! Um, no, I no, read no. that in high school. Thanks. No, um, and by read I mean I kind of read some of it, and then I would just wait for the teacher to tell me the rest. Uh huh. <sighs> no, but there is one thing that I did read in high school. It was a short story mm-hmm. that I actually really responded to. Mm-hmm. It was in my senior year um, English literature class, mm-hmm. and I actually printed it out. It's a four-page short story, so Ooh, it's really that's be tough. <laughs> Should I have cut it down? Do you have the Kindle edition? <laughs> No, okay. I printed it out. It's four pages. It's a really easy read. I read it in like 20 minutes once. Um, It's a Catherine Mansfield short story Mm. from 1920 called Miss Brill. Okay. Um, And I think when you read it, you might be kind of confused as to why I really like it. Mm -hmm. And I think it'll be interesting to talk about. Okay. Like the impact it had on me in a certain way. Mm -hmm. Like um, I don't want to say too much about it. Because it is really short, so mm-hmm. saying anything is yeah. kind of a spoiler. Because it's like, well, page two is halfway through the story, and now I will read it while we no, s- keep I, recording. No, 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 no. Um, wait, hmm. maybe wait a week and a half so you uh. remember it when we talk about it. Hmm. That's oh. all you hear for like twenty minutes. Just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so um and if if listeners want to read along just type in um miss brill and honestly yeah. it's the first thing to show up yeah um but yeah it's just something a short story i found really interesting yeah i wanted to hear what you thought about it speaking of listeners hey listeners if you have something that you want to recommend to Ooh. brendan and i in this trust fall segment and you want to email us at oh boy whatever on. our email address is Let we'll me... say it at the end no, I, I mean, I think this is the end. Oh, is it? So let me just pull we, that up. We've been talking for an hour and 10 minutes already. Um, and I do have to go leave pretty soon. Okay, our email you is... You have to pee or eat. It's one both. Of those I have things. to do both, actually. <laughs> castpartypod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at castpartypod. Um, and our theme song is... Uh, oh, do you want to do it? Is, uh, you do it. Okay. Oh, my brain's fried. It's Good Day by Tally Hall off the album Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum. Yeah, I didn't have it in there today. No, that's that fine. That should be a trust fall for our listeners. Go listen to that album. It's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for listening. Catch you in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And hey, man, in these next two weeks. <laughs> these trying times. Don't poop your pants. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Okay. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And we're the co-hosts of Scream 101. Which is? Your premier podcast for horror movie reviews. Tell me more. Every month, we watch four horror movies based around a certain theme. Like vampires, aquatic horror, 70s proto slashers, just different genres. Okay. I'm a huge horror nerd. He is. Sergio is not so much. Everything you tell me goes in one ear and out the other. But he's a very nice young man, and he's willing to come along this journey with me, and we can give you our two different perspectives and hopefully a couple laughs along the way. That's the dream or the plan. Come with us on this journey of joy. (laughs) On this never-ending tale. On this season of Scream 101. Find us on podpeople.me.